Hello, friends. On today's episode of Life After High School, I sit down with the one and only Mr. Connor LaRock to discuss how he was able to find his passion at such a young age and how you can too. We also talk about business and marketing strategies, and he dives into life advice for young entrepreneurs. So if this sounds interesting to you, please stay tuned. It's the Life After High School podcast. And uh, so we'll break into it then. Um, for people who, or those people listening and watching, uh, we appreciate you first, first and foremost. But second, for people who may not know what you're all about, uh, give them a quick rundown. Yeah, give them a little bit of a summary. So we're building the next generation of leaders and entrepreneurs. Specifically, I run a marketing firm called Socialize Inc. We're like a sales hybrid firm. So we don't just focus specifically on marketing and branding. We want to focus on being able to make your business money. So leads are the new currency. That's the tagline that we leverage and we use. Essentially what I do specifically, I started my career off, um, I started off in the high schools. I wrote two books, one hit the bestseller list, and I spoke to thousands of students within a span of five months. That built my brand, that built my platform of who I was. I was literally picking up the phone cold calling schools to get in. And I would go right through the guidance counselor and they would let me in because I had a book as a leverage point. And all I was saying, I wasn't teaching rocket science. I was teaching how to get focused and, and be able to go out in the world and follow your passion. And I did that. So it was one of those things that that's how I started my career. And then it ran off. I, I started a sales company. One of them, we were doing door to door. We sunk it into the ground. It did miserable. It was freezing cold out and we're banging door to door. My brother trained me, best sales guy I ever met in my life. Nice. Um, didn't work out. We transitioned into that. I went on and switched my vehicle from the door to the phone and started selling over the phone. That's when things started to really kick into action. Nice. And uh, we landed another contract off that and then ran into the marketing piece. I was really good with the personal branding side. That's so how I built my business through referrals. Mm -hmm. And that, that's basically the gist of what we do, our operation. We focus on leads and customer acquisitions. But my tagline of what I do as a brand and who I am and what I'm trying to do, we're building mm -hmm. the next generation of leaders and entrepreneurs, my friend. I like that. What is one thing you wish you knew before starting your company? So one thing I wish I probably knew before starting a company, um, there's many different facets to a business, right? So you have your accounting, your marketing, your sales perspective. Uh, before I started a business, it'd probably be, I, I'm, that's actually a really interesting question because there are a lot of things like it was funny because I'm the type of guy that just jumps into things to see what happens. Uh, maybe, maybe if I would have known that if I stuck like I, I went in many different directions. I tried to do the sales, the marketing, so many different things. I maybe would have stuck with one specific thing first, one or two things first, instead of go after 15 at once and kept my yeah. focus dialed in more. That's probably what I would have told myself is focus on two things to start off that you're really good at. So whether it's a sales and something else, and then kind of branch out as you go, as you start making money, getting momentum, things like that. Okay. So what advice then would you give for people looking to kind of streamline their own personal brand maybe not in the same niche as you but similar but offset even if it was in the same niche doesn't matter the biggest okay. thing to do is follow your energy because at the end of the day the energy is what's going to get you out of bed in the morning and a lot of students what you find is their parents so i was going to be a lawyer by trade right yeah. and i i was reading case law after case law and i was bleeding my eyes out it was it was terrible it was boring it didn't fire me up so I took the advice from everybody it was very respectable in that, but I followed my passion. I was looking at guys like Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Ty yeah. Lopez, some of the top people in industry today. And I studied under those people and I listened, I listened. I was, I was in my, my third year university course, criminal law, and I'm reading rich dad, poor dad, not good. Cause you're spending money on school, yeah. but I was reading great that book. book. I just, great book. Yeah. yeah. But, so my advice to students and people that when they're graduating, follow your energy, follow what fires you up. Nope 
be sitting in their car thinking about you. Even if you start promoting and your parents and other people are judging you, it doesn't matter. If that's what you believe in your heart, if that's your truth, follow that because that's going to give you the energy to push through. Some of my best friends laughed at me and they said, people think you're missing a bolt or you're on drugs or there's something off. And the yeah. funny thing is there's been those people that have came and looked at me in a funny way. I actually do business with some of them now. They've came to me for marketing advice. It's wow. funny how that works, right? And you stay humble with it. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? Like you kept your mind focused. You got to where you want to go. And now those people, I think you posted something about it a while ago or recently actually where it's like something yeah. along those lines. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like people who were once making fun of you for something and not believing or supporting you are now coming to you for advice and trying to get answers from you. Yeah. And you so. just got to stay respectful and humble and you, yeah. you just look out for people in the best way. That's, that's the best advice is, um, at the end of the day that the more people you help, the more you're helping yourself because you're, you're not just living with you. It's, it's outside of you. And that's the true essence right. of life. I, I believe. I like that. Nice. So with that, then like discovering your passion, like I believe for so many people is something we don't find or a lot of people don't find. I'm kind of, I like to believe I'm in that intermediate stage or beginning intermediate stage where I've figured out a, like a way I want to go. And now it's just making something out of it. And um, so when you were studying to become a commercial lawyer and in your studies uh, and your diversification, you discovered your passion for business and entrepreneurship, right? hundred percent. Okay. So now what made it click for you? That was the moment that you went, okay, you know what? Enough is enough with this. I'm going to full tilt in this direction towards uh, leadership, entrepreneurship, and um, business. So the biggest thing, so, so I was studying law and like law and business go hand in hand in a lot of ways, yeah. but I was looking at the different facets of, of what it takes to run an operation and things like that. And all my teachers would come up to me and they say, wow, you, you really have a lot of entrepreneur traits. And the more I studied a lot of these entrepreneurs like Tony Robbins, Richard Branson, people like that, I started to discover that I wasn't cut out to just be a lawyer and, and be representing people. I wanted to be the person that goes out there and is, you know, kind of an image and a brand. So the moment that it kind of clicked for me was probably in my third year. Um, I got signed with a Hollywood publicist of all people. I lost $8,000 US. Like this is in school. So I, I, you know, I'm coming off this big high. I published yeah. this book. I'm signed with this publicist. He literally took my money. I was pitching Fox News, Success Magazine, all these big hitters at the time, you know, at 23 years old. Yeah. And I got robbed, basically. The guy took my money and, and that was it. Didn't really help us out. Said, good luck. And I, I sent him a text back and I said, you're going to see me one day. And I said, you know, it's going to be different. It's going to be a different script than what happened here. You can't yeah. get money. Uh, kind of thing unethical. So that was one of the moments. Wow. So then going into my fourth year, I knew I wanted to start a company. I worked at TD Bank. I was their top sales guy. Had numbers through the roof. Me and my buddies that worked there, we had numbers nice. through the roof. Yeah. And uh, I, I finally, my brother approached me and said, I have this company idea that we can build this huge sales team. And that was the moment that clicked for me. I started selling door to door and it kind of, I knew from then on that I was never going to go back into an infrastructure like a, like a TD Bank or something like that. I was going to mm. take that and create my own. And then uh, one of my my biggest mentors, name's Kevin Fitzgerald, owns a few businesses. He took me on uh, as a sales contract, as a contractor. So then I started my company, LaRock Enterprises, off of that. Yep. We did an acquisition with my brother. And that was that was the moment. I knew. I was like, I, I'm going to start selling for a living. I want to, And it's not even selling. We're helping for a living. You find an essential service or whatever it is. And that's when the, the moment I knew. I will never go... I will never go work a job paid by the hour sort of thing. I do contracts and things like that. And I want to create my own because I get to choose who I get to work with. I get to choose who we're helping, things like that. And it's a lot more effective than having to be told what to do. And it's not a, nothing wrong with working a normal job and being told what to do. Right. I'm just designed differently. I'm designed mm -hmm. to do the deals and kind of help people and nice. bring them in and find solutions and, and outsource like that. Absolutely.
And that's yeah. pretty sweet. So then with that being said, it sounds like you have a pretty full schedule. So take us through a typical day in the uh, Connor LaRock enterprise life. Yeah, no, 100%. So, so a typical day besides COVID. So COVID, uh, I began yeah. out of bed a lot later than usual, but usually my schedule, schedule works. I get up at 6 a.m. I, I literally roll out of bed, go right to the gym. So I go right nice. to Good Life. By 8 o'clock, I'm home. I'm showered. I'm in the office by 9 o'clock. Our day runs. So, so I have the similar, always the, the, same, the same thing every day. That's that same, same ritual on a night like uh, on a Monday to Friday. Even Saturday, I get up a little later. Yeah. Um, but then as we transition through that, then, then it's, it's literally I'm picking up the phone. I'm dealing with all my emails, all my clients, getting the content out for these clients because we have a several. And then I'm always looking for opportunities because as a business, the thing is that you could lose. I, I, I was doing really well in 2018, but then bang, lost two clients just like that. One of them mm. got hit. The company wasn't working. Yeah. And so you lose that. And all of a sudden you have payroll to make, you have people to, to support. And then you, you take a hit. I, I get a $5,000 cut. So then yeah. you have to let someone go. It's sad, right? Ooh. So, so I'm always yeah. looking for deals. We're always looking for better ways to optimize our processes for the marketing side of it. And uh, I'm always looking for ways to help and then create content. So people are seeing you, you become omnipresent. You're out there. Those mm. are the things. So that's my typical day. It'll fluctuate from putting content out, talking with my clients, as well as looking for opportunities at all times. And then also the personal brand, you got to push stuff out for yourself yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. People, I find people have to know, who you are as well as also what you're pushing. Cause you build that, like that personal brand, I believe is where that connection comes in with whether it be your clients, the people you work with, the people you work for, stuff like that. Dude, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Your personal brand is the resume of the future. My whole entire business, I built a six figure business in less than two years off of my personal brand because people were like, wow, you're good at marketing. You seem like this really good sales guy. And even yeah. now I have trouble because I built a solid brand. So people are like, oh, is he just a sales guy? And we yeah. run a big operation at Socialize. We have an office that we're, we're going. We just signed on Paladino for crying nice, out loud. Like, you know what I mean? Like a, like a big client like that. So people were starting to get associated with the more of the marketing side because we crush it for our clients. Mm -hmm. But again, it just comes off the brand. Like they're like, oh, it's yeah. just that motivational guy. I'm like, no, 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 we're. <laughs> We're, we're running we're building yeah. a team i just hired three sales guys we're gonna bring in five it'll go to nice. 10 and then we roll it out like that you know wow nice <laughs> yeah. congrats though like it sounds oh, sick thanks. it sounds really cool a lot of fun yeah i bet so um we'll get into this now because i'm really curious um sure what's the biggest mistake you've made so far as like a young adult in that from like 17 18 like leaving high school to kind of where you are now like what's that biggest mistake and then kind of take me through how you learn from it the biggest mistake is it's an interesting question because I think one of the biggest things for me, like, because I didn't get into university, my first try, I just didn't care. I, I wish I realized at a younger age. So at that 18, 19, that I actually could make a difference that regardless of what people said, you could position your brand mm -hmm. that right now. So if you are a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old, start talking about the things you love. You don't have to go and talk rocket science, but talk about your passion, speak with enthusiasm, go out mm. there. And just communicate with people. You can make a difference at that age. Everybody says you have to have this doctorate and this degree. And that's a, that's complete nonsense. At the end of the day, if you're going out there trying to help people, I wish I would have went out there more at those ages or at, at that age and started pushing things even younger because I would have been that much farther ahead. Invest in yourself. That's the biggest thing. So all the personal development books, read as much as you can. You can go out and party and have a little bit of fun here and there, but snap into it. You can actually, you will, you'll look yourself in the mirror. So at 18 right now, if you're sitting at 18 years old, you'll look at yourself at 26 years old. If you start investing in yourself, 
Mm -hmm. be like, wow, like I'm glad I did that at an early age. So my only regret would be that I wish I started a little bit younger. But again, I don't regret it because I learned everything from there that I had to take those bullets to build that story to realize that I should, you know, I should have maybe tried a little bit harder. The the sad reality is that high school in a lot of ways is outdated. Uh, The way, the way it's designed and constructed that I've had people approach me that were A students and I was a C student, right? They're coming looking for jobs, looking for help, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a divide there that your marks, like the marks you get in school will not necessarily convert into how you're going to do in the real world. The biggest thing Mm -hmm. that these kids need to focus on and the biggest thing you need to focus on is your network because the more people you're connected with and you know and they know what you do and they like you, they're going to introduce you to more people. The network is the most crucial aspect and it's free. Go on LinkedIn now. Yeah, that's what you need. To, that's what you need to do. LinkedIn, hammer LinkedIn, build a profile because that's your resume. No one cares. I people send me in resumes and this. I want to get on the phone with you and I want to hear what you have to say. I want to feel nice. your heart. I want to know if you're driven, if you're passionate, what's yeah. going on. Those are the things that are important. So network is huge. I like that. Pushed ahead of it and do interviews like you're doing now. You'll cut the line for every, mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. And you're definitely right when it comes to network and it is free. Like I was, uh, I don't know if I should say this during COVID-19, but I was like uh, doing a drive-by meetup with my buddy, like with Kyan. And uh, yeah. he's like, yo, Connor, uh, I'll ask him. Cause he's like, man, you should get this person. You should get this person. Like every time I talk to him and that's his energy and that's his yeah. personal brand. Right. And he's got that network and he's like, man, you should talk to this guy. And I was like, oh yeah, I was at the event where I watched you. Uh, we both have something in common when I was actually, oh, you're right. I think oh, you're about, at the event when you watched me get beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, oh, that was funny. we have that in common though. Like we've both gotten our asses kicked by Mitch Gagne. Oh, there, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I knew going into it, but it was for charity. We need oh, to 100%. do it. Oh, no, yeah, it I was having a good time. Yeah. yeah. No, it was cool how everything, like everything went smooth. Everyone turned out like it went well. Yeah. Looked like a pretty cool event. So that was hard. It was, uh, that was one of the hardest things we did. It was basically, we had a good team involved, but me and my girlfriend, Kaya, we put it together, but literally three days before I lost my best friend. And, uh, so you try to go in and face a UFC fighter after, you know, losing your best friend and yeah. it's tragic death. And he was, this guy, else. yeah, it was tough, but he, he, he was there in yeah. spirit and he was on my shoulder and it helped us kind of be, make that event be successful. Yeah. Well, it turned yeah. out well, man. Like you couldn't like kudos to you for like power to you for going through and still doing that. Oh, that's a blast. Your head somewhere else. And then, yeah, no, like the energy was there. Like everyone felt it. Like it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. To be part that. Of it. Yeah, oh, man. thank you. So then with that, um, you said LinkedIn, hammer LinkedIn interviews. What is your piece of advice for promoting like a business, like the best way that a business nowadays can go ahead and promote themselves? So the biggest thing you hear everybody, the thing is, I don't want to give you the generic answer. Well, tell your story. Everybody's got to tell your business story. Well, no, go out there and be authentic. So what you're thinking. So again, we're all in the same boat. Everybody got hit by COVID. Look at retail, look at the airlines, things like that. So if you're going to promote your business at the end of the day, what is your, this, that publicist that took $8,000 from me, right? US at the 22 or something, just ridiculous. Uh, He did teach me something though. The wow factor. What is your wow factor? So there's tons of marketing firms out there. They call themselves agencies, but I address mine as a marketing firm or a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you have to look at your wow factor. So nobody in the city can actually guarantee a business leads. We do. We guarantee you leads. I will literally look you dead in the eyes and say that at the end of the day, if I do not get you business, I will give your money back cash. So then you can write oh. that off as a tax, tax write-off at the end of the day. Wow. Because that's how certain our team is that we will effectively kill it for your business. So nice. you need to find a wow factor. What is going to sell you? What is going to be different? The same goes for a personal brand. What makes you different 
because everybody's out there. Tell your story, put out content, Gary V. This is it. So yeah. that's great. I love Gary. Nothing but respect. I met the guy a few times. Good guy. Okay. These guys nice. are sharp. They're the top Titans of industry, but at yeah. the end of the day, you got to be yourself. So I'm going to go out there. I put my do rag on as a laugh. Like I'm growing a beard. We're having a good time. Be yeah. yourself. But at the end of the day, nice. know that uh, business is like, and it sounds, people probably think, oh, I'm intense on this, but business is war. You're going 100%. to war every day. You know, you can go out there and build connections, allies, and people, but people, it, you're, if you're pitching against another company, damn right, they're going to come try to jab you or take you out. You're pitching. Mm -hmm. You're going out. So realize that your business is your lifeline and you're trying to grow it. So don't, you know, keep your circle tight. You always be there to help people. Always try to go the extra mile. So, for example, in our business, like I look at the whole entire firm. There's lots of good marketers in the city. Mm -hmm. Killers. They are good at what they do. And there's nothing wrong with that because I love to compete and I'm, I'm humble in the way I approach it. But yeah. we're going out there right now. We're picking up the phone and calling all the small businesses we can. We'll audit their account right now. So we'll go out. I, I just kind of lead in this morning. Literally, we go out, audit their account. Look, okay, so you can fix this on your social media. You can fix this. We're going the extra mile so that when that time nice. comes, you're like, yeah, that firm was there. So when I'm pitching against other firms and other like that, we're throwing in audits. I'm adding this advice. Here's this. Give me a call at this time. Check out this. It's a free resource. You're giving first. You're giving before you mm. get, and that's effective. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Was that that uh, jab, jab, cross? Works like Is a that? charm. Jab, jab, oh, yeah. right cross, man. Yeah, Gary V. Saw, 100%. Yeah, I like you that a give, lot. The more you give in life, the more will come back. And, and people, it's not in a selfish reason. Just put it out there. Mm -hmm. people are we're too that if you want to actually unlock a resource in your mind like this is what i used to teach in schools if you want to get to unlock that resource that hidden source of energy that people think they got to be backed up against the wall or in a do or die situation mm -hmm. no you got to live for something more than yourself and that's where the passion comes that's where you're going to find the niche that's where the right people will come into tra trajectory and alignment in your life you got to go out there and do something more than yourself so right now if you're sitting in the slums or in the dumps and you feel down try to help somebody Try to put yourself in that perspective and you'll realize that your life isn't that bad, that there is a way out, that you can start building it now. Instant gratification gets you nothing but short-term emotion. Fight that emotion for a long-term plan to then get into a better reality in your life and you'll feel good and you'll feel fulfillment. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, so thanks. Yeah, you said that's kind, of, uh, that's kind of the trajectory you take when it comes to like when you gave speeches in schools and stuff? A hundred percent. So I was going out there and I, I was, I, I literally was, I was stepping into my moment. I felt like I belong there. And that's, yeah, I, I wasn't just going and telling my story. It was more so going out with these students that I can relate to you. I was a C student. I sucked mm -hmm. at school, but I was respectable. I was always respectful. My teacher, I was a little bit of a crap disturber, whatever you want to call it. When I was in high school. Right, you're young though. You don't know yeah. much better. Yeah. But yeah, you go out there and, and that's the way to do it. And then you start all of a sudden discovering yourself because you're stepping into that fear. You're going out and put, you're, you're trying to communicate. I had students chirp me too. Lots of times we'd be in class and we'd get into it in a good way. They'd be art. Well, what do you know? Like, who's this guy? You think you're Ty Lopez and this, and then Ty Lopez is a friend of mine now. You know what I mean? Like they laugh. Like you think you're Ty, I was at Ty Lopez's house two years ago. Yeah. I, we were doing a deal with Ty Lopez, like some kid from Sudbury, right? Like, and I don't yeah. say that to gloat, but it's funny. Like, you know, they're no, like, oh, it's yeah, I've had Ty several times. Like, it's good, you know? <laughs> I have his number. My, like, here, here's for a lot for your audience, too, for anyone that sees that. Look at this. And this is like, I'm <laughs> talking crap. Look, I can call Ty Lopez if I want to right now. Okay, look. Here's his number right now. Actually, I, I got to watch the number. Like, yeah. So it doesn't come up. But, wait, I see it. Okay. Oh, damn. There we go. Ty, yeah. Like, yeah. I got Ty's number nice. on my phone. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's just, yeah. that's the way, right? Nice. Yeah. How'd you kind of take it from being somebody starting out 
in Sudbury to now thinking more globally? Because that is definitely something people should be thinking of for anything, whether it be form of business, podcasts, books, everything. It's not just global. Like you have to think global, like worldwide. Uh, I forget what the quote I, I always came up with is a think, think or something local, think global. Like uh, I forget exactly what it was, but the biggest thing is that I told myself at a young enough age that if I can't blow it up in the city of Sudbury, then I'm not worthy for, for going out in the world and doing these big things. But when you, when you start thinking and setting goals that are, that are outside of yourself and outside of your city that you want to meet some of these big moguls and you want to work with companies. Mm -hmm. I never would have thought when I was 20, again, when I was 23 years old, I was working off of bait, like off of broad street um, in New York city. I was working one of the biggest events. Um, one of the biggest personal development events in, in the country, in, in all of Canada and North America, Richard Branson, Gary Vaynerchuk, Jimmy Wales from Wikipedia. Um, these were the speakers and I was the, the lead sales guy flowing in at 23 years old. If nice. I never thought big, like if I never put myself out there and just said, well, I'm just some rookie guy or I didn't sell myself. Like I was just like, oh, I'm just some local. You never mm. would have got to those platforms. I, but you have to stay humble in it too. When you're, when you're reaching out into it and realize that people in Sudbury, there's, they were underrated in a lot of ways, but like, yeah. so I laugh, I go to Toronto and you see, well, you should be moving to Toronto. I'm like, screw it. I'm like, my rent's way cheaper. I live on the lake. Right now, I don't have, yeah. you know what I mean? I live on the lake. I have a, I, I can save money. I have an office. I said, you have a corner in Toronto. No disrespect to anyone in Toronto, by the way, but just, I'm just saying like, yeah. feel like you got to be in Toronto. I'm like, no, I can just fly in. Like I, I got, I love my lifestyle here. It's nice. Mm -hmm. We can just fly in and out, but uh, you got to stay humble towards that. But realize that it, the bigger you think and you put yourself and you actually write it down, take it from your mind, take that mm -hmm. little thought, write it down, make it concrete. It'll actually happen when you start working towards it and you start aiming, aiming out there. And the bigger perspective, when you when you start thinking bigger and you start looking into different economies, different cultures, different worlds, it makes you better. You become self-actualized and it puts you out there a little bit more. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But tell us now, what was the process when it came to writing your first book? What did it go from, take us through from where the idea became something that you wanted to convey to the world? Sure. Um, I've always been a writer in some way. Like I don't saying I'm a good editor of anything, but I've always been, I've always been a writer. So when I was young, I was in like grade four, I started writing a show called, uh, the legend of Nova fist. It was like mortal Kombat mixed with, uh, with dragon ball Z. Oh, nice. And then, yeah. And then when I was in high school, I started writing a TV show called, uh, seven isn't an odd number about six guys, like kind of like my friends were just going out kind of like the Nelk boys, something funny like that. Right. And, uh, so the process that I went on a trip. And I came home and I uh, met these rappers and they were opening up for big names like Tech 9 Mad Child, things like that. Nice. And uh, they kind of inspired me. And I, I remember telling my buddies and they laughed. We were, we were in Cuba and we're laying on the chair. I'm like, guys, I'm going to go home and write a book. I'm like, oh, sure you were, Connor. I'm sure you will. And uh, <laughs> so I came home and uh, the, easy, the process, the easiest way. So for anyone out there that has a, because we all have a story. We all have something yeah. to say. Start writing your story first. That'll get the juices flowing. And then you can get more into the technical, the practical aspect of it so start telling your story on paper starts from day one you know or, or whoever you want to start and that's what I, how I started it and my book was all over the place the first one I hate to say it but it was my first book again there was a lot of editing errors and things I almost got into it with my editor at the time where we almost got into somewhat of a lawsuit over that because they didn't fix what needed to be done but it's yeah. out there the thoughts are there I got chirped about it but it had a lot of good reviews from a lot of people which is nice and nice. Then the second was the same thing I started telling more of the story but I went more into the technical because I I had a lot more experience. And then the third, so I have a third one going to come out eventually going nice. to take my time too busy right now, but the third one will be more of a, more of a technical and practical thing and we break into it, a couple laps, things like that. 
Nice. So yeah, start tell your story first. Get get That's the juices really flowing that way to kill the writer's block, and then go out there from there. And nice. find a the publishing companies are all over the place. I have a buddy yeah. of mine named Tyler Wagner. Uh, Authors Unite is his company. He destroy like millionaire type of type of numbers uh, nice. that he does with his company. He takes people and uh, gets them published. It's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sweet though. So you have you have the two out right now. A mindset is everything, and then life is motivation. If I'm correct, correct. Yeah, correct. Nice. Yeah, nice. lots of fun. Yeah, I bet. At uh, geez, what was uh? Do you do any book tours for them? Post I did. Uh, publishing. I did. Uh, like so for the first one, it was I. I sold honestly. This was crazy. I forget the exact number. I sold a couple hundred like in a few days. Like nice. I went out no the first day I, I did a hundred, like right off the first day, just ding, 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 like, like going all over the place. Um, yeah. it, it, not so much a book tour on that one, more of a promo, did some news, stuff like that. Yeah. And the same thing uh, for the second one was more of a tour. I was in chapters, which is easy to do. If you're an author, you go sign a deal with them. Um, and then I did some stuff like that. I had the publicist for the second one and that was the biggest waste of $8,000 down the tubes. Uh, bad learning experience like he oh he promised me the world and you know good for the guys in Hollywood whatever it was but yeah he screwed me there pretty good on that young kid took advantage and my my old man warned me about it too he said this is just a waste of time like had another guy try to do one for 15 grand yeah. with the company I was published with was trying to do uh they're like oh yeah we can get you on all these things and a lot of time PR 90% of it's just it's junk I hate to say it and if any for anyone else listening I have some PR buddies that do it some of them are good but I've been burned three or four times now doing PR with just fake mm -hmm. articles and all this stuff. And it's just garbage. It's it's very hard to find someone that's good at it. And, and there, I'm not no disrespect to people doing it, but there, right. there are a lot of, I've been burned several times now, Jeez. even from the top, the guy working in Hollywood, work with Madonna, the Rolling Stones, David Bowie, that guy burned me, you know, crazy. <laughs> that's absurd. Jeez. Yeah. How did that feel when you got burned at such a young age and you're just starting out and everything, you're starting to get your wits about you and then buddy goes and steals 8,000 US from you? It, I, I would say steal, like it goes and takes. Right. Like, like, like yeah. he still did, we still did pitch, but no guidance. Like for the amount of money I paid, oh. it was a joke. Like it was a complete joke and it, it, it was frustrating, very frustrating because I'm a young kid, like 22, 23 years old and mm -hmm. that's a decent chunk of change coming out of university trying to yeah. figure it out. And then he's selling you a dream. That's what they say. So basically selling you a lie. Well, we'll get you on all these news stations. And really the PR game nowadays, you just pay for it. If I really want to get on Fox News or something, I better have a brand. I can go pay for it to get on. Like mm -hmm. I could have like, took that money and used it and, and maybe invested on more. I wish I would have invested more in my own marketing on Facebook and things like that rather than yeah, just let Buddy take my, give me 10 pitches if that – for some big networks and doesn't even help. Oh, well, we'll do a better hook, Connor. Like that. And that's just advice for you youngsters out there. Be careful, be very careful because people will deceive you. They'll take that mask off and they'll smile on your face and yeah. burn you. Be careful. But again, that doesn't mean all people aren't good. Right. It just means do your due diligence and understand that, you know, there's people out there that are dark. A really good book to read is uh, the laws of human nature by Robert Greene. He's my favorite author. He has several books, like the 50th law. That was the game changer for me. That was like kind of the moment. It's called the 50th law. Uh, he does the 48 laws of power, the art of seduction, the art of war, things like that. He's a very articulate author, dark, but it's uh, he's got some great books that come out to, to kind of give you a better uh, of humans, uh, of our basic psychology, things like that. Nice. That's pretty yeah. well. I'll definitely put like that book, link description, yours as well in the description of the video, description of the Appreciate podcast. That. So this way uh people can read your story fi figure it out learn from it as well and uh 
So one thing I discovered that was interesting about you, you have an Eastlink show. Yeah. Yeah. So when I hear for me personally, when I hear about that and when I see like your TEDx talk and I watch those and I go through some episodes you've done of your show, my first thought when it comes to it, and you answered it earlier with like the speeches in schools is how does that happen? Like, does one day people pick up the phone and go, hey, Connor, we have an idea we want to pitch to you? It, 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 there's several different ways. So it's kind of funny. Uh, it, there's two ways you can do it. Some people say in life, let it happen. And I've been told that my whole life. And I've always been of the mentality to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So with the TEDx, like as an example, it was a coincidence. So I, I had applied to TEDx 13, 14, 15 times, rejected, rejection letters up the yin yang. And then oh, coincidentally, wow. a good friend of mine, a coach named Terry Lepofsky, really good guy in Ottawa. Um, I had interviewed him before he interviewed me on his show. Just a really good support. This guy is sharp as a tack. Nice. Uh, someone dropped out of the TEDx last year. They dropped out. They weren't able to make it. And rather than bring someone back, he's like, I got this really young guy. And uh, he's like, bring him out. And just from knowing him and trying to add value and connecting him with several people, uh, just doing my process like that, he, he contacted me. Uh, so that was the TEDx. But I applied like 12 times and I got rejected. The Eastlink television yeah. show, um, another thing I was giving, I, I was doing this event called Easter, uh, Dancing with the Stars for Easter Seals. Yeah. One of the best events. It was better than a TEDx. It was, you know, learning how to dance and things. But again, doing stuff for your community. We raised tons of money uh, for charity. And um, I had been doing the show, like, for on, online. It was my online television show for so long. And, and the producer, like, one of the guys that worked with Eastlink said, Connor, would be a, I've seen his show. I like his interviews. And uh, his name's Luigi. And he was one of the dancers and super good yeah. guy. Like he hooked me up and uh, nice, just like that. Yeah. And uh, it wild. was funny. Yeah. Because before it happened, my buddy, Tristan Ritchie, he was my business partner with Socialize. We started yeah. uh, before he left and did his thing. Um, but he was going to go on Eastlink too. They had approached him. And, and then, so Luigi approached me and I, I met with the producer and uh, it just started like that. Just, it's one of those things you put yourself out there. I actually got my first acting gig. I got my actor card, Actra, like uh, I'm yeah. in the union just through my show so that like for you it's gonna spread man keep spreading your content man. Nice. just know people just start getting out there and do a yeah. positive thing and a positive message and watch your brand don't do anything stupid i've been having to yeah. audit a lot of my videos lately like yeah. one or two i, I kind of figured out the hack to it is kind of just have my parents be like hey mom or dad can one of you guys just watch this episode this week and uh let me know if I should uh, bleep anything or cut out typically it's pretty yeah. good i think it uh, mostly depends on the guest yeah. Then for if, sure. uh, I find, and this could be with anyone in meetings and stuff, but if you kind of vibe off the energy of the person you're with, right. And if somebody's swearing often, you can kind of feel comfortable to start doing that. And it's kind of one of those things I find is now it's less of a challenge now than it was like a year ago, but slowly being like, okay, Glenn, they're doing this. Just give them a heads up, you know? Yeah, so, no, for sure. My advice on that too, just for your own sake as well. Cause I mean, I, and again, I, I say this on, on air, but uh, I don't swear on my show. Like at all. I, I try to, I try to keep it clean or in my content. Most of the time I, I try not to see the F word and stuff. And again, it's mm-hmm. personal preference. You don't have to, but if you want to get those endorsements and things like, yeah, Gary B's the goat. He does his thing. He's swearing. Tony Robbins is swearing like, and that's like when you get to that level, yeah, but for now, keep it, yeah, keep it clean for now and keep it professional. And that's the image you want to project and, and be authentic to yourself. If you have some funny things to say, no, no worries with that stuff, but be authentic to yourself and mm-hmm. it, it helps. It makes things, it goes a lot farther and, and, and then you're genuine and you don't have to swear if, if people are swearing to you and you let them do it. Then you have a good laugh, but keep it, keep it clean and keep it, keep it above the belt. Hey, you're a martial artist. <laughs> yes, hey, sir. 
that'll help you go farther and it'll help you. So if you're working with students specifically and you yeah. want to get into high schools, for example, if you're swearing a lot and that they're not going to let you in. Right. Really? Like I, and on that point where I say, keep it clean, I almost didn't land my TEDx, like the biggest moment of my life. Uh, because, uh, because someone, uh, took a, took a couple jabs, they contacted them trying to knock me down and it was, it was bad, man. Like I, yeah. I had literally someone reach out like a bunch of people and try to jab it. And I had to get on a call with the entire board with TEDx, the people that set up the event and we had to talk to them and say, Hey man, like, they're like, well, what if people pick it outside for having you? I'm like, I'm just trying to motivate some kids, you yeah. know, but, you know, and I, it was, it was bad, you know, but, oh, uh, but it happens and it happened. And I, I thank Terry Lepofsky for that. Like that gentleman mm -hmm. there stood, he stood behind me and he believed in me and, and for him, I'm forever grateful. Yeah. Uh, just an absolute great coach too. This guy works world-class. He's worked with Google. He's worked, he works with TEDx, Apple. Wow. Guy's a stud. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it, man. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, and it worked out cause you killed it. So appreciate that. Thank I you. Mean, yeah, man. Anytime. I was oh, going to be bet. a little bit more aggressive on the stage there. I'm more motivational, yeah. but for TEDx, you got to, got to keep it academic, very yeah. uh, lay it back. And it was good. Yeah. It did look, uh, not like your usual, uh, you kind of had in to your, dial it in a bit, dial it in, not in your face, you know, like yeah. in your face, uh, me freaking, no, mm -hmm. just kidding. <laughs> uh, depends on the audience though. Right. Like I'm sure you've had that like moments where you can just go all out and it, your message get received well, whereas I find I felt with TEDx is like you hit it on you hit it perfectly appreciate from my that. perspective you know no I appreciate that yeah, yeah no you, or go ahead go ahead um yeah so oh, I was just gonna switch uh oh no problem yeah you, I was just gonna say you gotta dial it in like I went into I've got flowing out where I have bombed like you're getting paid for it right you're doing a keynote and you're open I've got bombed and then that hurts you know You'll know when you you'll know when you feel the audience or not. You can feel it. You'll know when you screw it up too. Just so you know, I just want to let you get your audience know okay. that. Yeah, it's a good piece of advice for sure. Jeez. Yeah. So with uh, switching gears now to like so charity events, what does it take? Like, what's kind of your what's the game plan look like from the idea of creating like a fundraiser or a charitable nonprofit event, and then what does it go lo look like through the whole? uh the whole, whole journey yeah whole journey transition to uh handing over the big check and then you see the smiling faces it's a blast honestly it, it, i've never done like i've done several events so so joanne bowers so easter seals she she's the the executive director that does a bunch of events does some of the best events i've ever seen so nice. i took a lot from her just watching and i've been to several events i've been to crappy events um so i knew the kind of the process these people i've worked a lot of them too i've emceed i've also you know i've spoken at a lot of events so I got to see the process. I see the pros and the cons and how to set something up. And one day I was sitting there and I just thought of something and I'm like, yeah, I always want to do something. And if they're going to do an event, it's great to go out there and do the promotion and all this stuff. But I'm like, it's better off when you're actually doing it for something more than yourself. Again, I followed that principle and philosophy pretty well. And uh, we work with a charity. I'm on the board of the human league and they're, you know, they're trying to get back in there into the light and all this stuff. So the whole process is you got to come up with a good idea because people need to be entertained. It's not like I can go and do a speech and eh, this is how it is, but people need to be entertained. Yeah. So I'm looking at all these events that have bombed and I'm looking at Easter seals and some of the great events they created. And one day I just thought about it. I'm like, I don't want to, I, 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 it's a scary thing going and fighting in the ring. If you're kickboxing or doing MMA, but yeah. I'm like wrestling. I'm like, I'm not too scared of wrestling. Like, no, you're, I, I, plus you're a Muay Thai guy though. Eh? I'm a Muay Thai guy, yeah, like, but it's still, I, I hated fighting. I Ooh. like, I loved it. It was after it's done, but I, I got a couple of concussions. I got knocked out one time, not, Oof. not in, in training, you know. Oh, it's and, even worse. 
that's even worse, you know. And uh, I, I, it's one of those things. So I'm like, wrestling's okay. So we thought of, we thought of that, and it was like, let's bring in a bunch of these influencers and people in the city, so we get tons of hype and, and stuff like that. And we brought in some great people. Like we had a great team. Even our, our MC Richie that night, we did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Cam, my film guy, did a phenomenal yeah. job from capture. Um, Kaya, like literally, she put all the all the graphics and the promotion and called the people. We had all that together because we didn't have that. It would look it would have looked like crap, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody did their part, and I did the promo stuff. Like I was doing a lot of promo. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is like you got to have a good cause and a good entertain. People need entertainment. That's yeah. what's going to get them. And some people might not have liked that it was wrestling. I didn't care. We're doing it for charity. You're there. Have a couple drinks. Have mm-hmm. some fun. This is for we're giving back. We're doing something new, something different. So mm-hmm. when we do another one, I'm gonna do a poker tournament sometime too because nice. it's a big underground poker thing in the nice. city um, but we're gonna do another night of mismatches in a similar way like once things open up again i plan on doing another nice. one but i'll twist it this time be a, be a little bit more impactful we're gonna go nice. for like 25 grand to give i, I made a oh. lot of errors in the first one with money like just in, in what you're what you have to spend on for the event and the venue and the food and things so mm-hmm. i learned a lot of these things now so next time it's optimized to be you know really well really well done even more right. yeah so, but, but just plan yeah pick the right pick a charity pick a theme how are you going to entertain me? What's going to keep people there for three hours to have them having a blast? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And build yeah. it, get a good team, get a lot of good people. That'll, and yeah. the volunteers too. I had Derek Young uh, yeah. and Stephanie Angelica or, or Stephanie as well. She did a really good job. Unbelievable. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was a, that was pretty cool. Cause I, uh, my, uh, how I was kind of tied to it was weird. It was kind of like you said, like it was a coincidence, but it was like last minute. Um, so, my little brother is good buddies with um, Cam, like with Inca- within Capture, and oh, um, yeah. So uh, I tagged along with them to go, and then Cam said, since he's he's going around filming and everything, they need somebody to put up the slide, the video, and like slideshow and stuff. So they're like, hey, uh, can you uh, operate the slideshow, Glenn? I was like, yeah. So I'm sitting next to the lady, and I got Richie's uh, like big setup and everything. He's like, all right, this is what you do. You do this, and I'm gonna, I'll give you a look over at your way. You put up the slideshow as soon as the slideshow's done, and the person's music hit, take it off. And I was like, all right, let's go time. Let's do it. Huge. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, no, it was a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's good. I hope, and that's the thing. I'm glad. I'm glad. I didn't know that. So I was so I was so busy that night. So many different things, but I, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I don't blame you. You went from like doing the whole event taking care of pretty much everything like appearances talking to different people making speeches in the ring to like backstage to changing to going out uh fighting mitch and then (laughs) heading back out you know back in the suit more speeches and it's like geez man yeah the dumbest thing i dumbest thing i did was set up the ring that was the worst i should have had volunteers like because that killed like just for everybody's sake out there, I'm not saying I would have did better against Mitch. So you this is a professional athlete, you know, one of the top in this game. Yeah. And uh, but I no set sense. up the ring and they you're carrying these five hundred pound boards and then all the other stuff that went with it. I was stupid. Like it was funny though. I wish I wish there's one thing I'd tell you, and even Mitch sees this is funny, like I wish I would have dumped Mitch once. Like I at least went for it. Like yeah. if I would have been, it just went for it, you know, and he just would have took me out. But at least he fell <laughs> once. That was good. He had the one fall that whipped him yeah. there. That's good. I, I'll I'll keep that clip. That's a highlight reel. He loved that. I sent that. So one of my friends is Tim Grover, Michael Jordan's trainer. Okay. So I sent that. He's like, he's like, if you send me a clip, like, he's like, let's see what you got. And I told him I got my, my rear end kick, but uh, I sent that to him right after he said that that's a good job. <laughs> he liked it. Jeez. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. man. No, I had a, I had one, um, I had one moment rolling with Mitch. So for those of you who aren't uh, martial arts experts, that's pretty much for grappling, right? We're simulating it yeah. and um, slap hands, bump fists, whatever we're in. 
like Mitch had me in like a guillotine and he was using it to set up for a sweep. Right. So I was in and then he cranked my neck and it felt really weird. And I was like, it was like, Oh, the fuck? Like, sorry, sudden oh, good, like response. And I was like, Oh man, like, no, none of that without releasing the pressure of the choke. He goes, BS Glenn don't tap fight out of that. And I was like, dude, what do you say? He's like, I was using that to set up for something else. Don't tap out to that. I was like, man, my neck's like crunched. He's like, right. nope, nope, fight it. Do this, fix it. But looking back on it, I was, I've never been more thankful for uh, him doing that. But super painful. Totally. Yeah, I know. I was sore for a good week after that. My neck was yeah. finished. Like, cause he, I didn't expect that. Like, I, cause again, being a kickboxer and getting low, I thought, oh, I thought I was going to do better. Like, and be able to just stiff arm him a bunch of times. But Right off the beginning, you just kept cranking my neck. And I wasn't used to that, right? Like, I'm a tall guy and I'm, like, right. bigger. And, and I, I felt like I got hit by a truck the next day that far. <laughs> like, it was like right. I thought something was wrong, to be honest. I, I was still stupid enough to go to the gym the next day. Nice. No days <laughs> off, bro. Yeah, fat lip, too. I got head-butted there. Yeah. My lip busted wide open. It was oh, funny. Oh, no. He could have knocked someone out with that. Like, if that oh, was anyone sure. else on it, I hate to say it. Like, I, it was a hard shot, like, even in the in the ring, like, when he did, when it went through. And I was like, holy crap. Like. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I felt like I just got, you know, I've been in enough enough tillies there that uh, yeah. I knew I was like, that was, uh, yeah, not good. Straight oh. in the jaw. My jaw was stiff too. I was like, the next oh, day, I'm like, ooh, no. yeah. I can't remember right now, but did you wear a mouth guard for that? Stupid. No, I didn't. Oh. I was like, man, that was first thing. Yeah, I couldn't find my mouth guard. Oh, I, I, no. I just said, and even even the boxing trainer that was there that rang the ring, Stu from Valley's Box, yeah. he's like, what the hell are you thinking? I'm like, I wasn't. You know, just went in there. And, and the best, this is yeah. a good one for your audience too. Right when I stepped in the ring, right? I wasn't scared. Like, honestly, well, I was, I was pumped. Like, I was yeah. like, this is great. Like, it's because it's for charity. Mm. But literally, right before it started, I'm looking at my toe cramped. Like, both on the one side, they both Oh, cramped. no. They both cramped. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. And then they, they just ding, ding, ding. And then I was straight away. You got nothing you can do. You know, I, I, I didn't eat properly. And the toe cramped. And then next thing you know, he's just cranking my neck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh man uh, that's incredible though. worth it don't get me wrong totally. probably blast yeah that yeah, was a blast nice so with that um we can conclude on this um what's your number one tip for young adults it's your number so one go-to piece of advice number number one go-to build your network so get on linkedin um build your network the more people you know the more money you're going to make that's a ty lopez kind of line but it's not even about the money but the more impact you'll have the more opportunity you'll set up for yourself. So the more people, you know, the more hands you shake, uh, establish your brand as a professional, you know, remember you're going to be a lot of the people you're going to deal with in terms of money is older people. So it's great to go out there and promote yourself and, and get a younger audience and build it. But a lot of the time, the people you're going to be selling to and promoting to are going to be older when you go in and close. So you want to be clean cut and professional people say like Gary, we wear the two can all. I, I disagree with that. Honestly, if you were to, if a guy like that, for instance, was going to go try to sell to my father, who's an executive, uh, they don't put up with that. It's not, that's not their, and again, not knocking anybody that does that, but that's, mm -hmm. you know, be clean cut. You want to be professional because it's going to open up your audience. If you're walking in, you want, you want to look sharp. Um, so build your network, get out there and build a network. And that's going to open up a lot more opportunity. Always be looking for ways to help people. Always be looking, whether it's the most basic thing. It's not, this isn't, this isn't a me game. It's about me. It's about we, and that's mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And you want to build an army on that. Right. Um, the connections that, and also don't be at the end of the day, 
the biggest thing, you look at the barriers in your life, the things that are going to stop you. Realize that you're going to die one day and you will harness regrets if you don't go do it. So for the younger audience, if you're like, well, I don't really want to ask this girl out or I don't want to ask this guy out. Really, what's yeah. the worst thing that's going to happen? So buddy of mine at the bar, this was years ago. Connor, look, look at that girl. She's so attractive. This, like, what do I do? I'm like, go say hello. You know, go, go say hello. Like, introduce yourself. Whole, yeah, he's like, what yeah. about, I'm like, just say hello. Like, start the conversation. So she doesn't like you. Who cares? Like one of my buddies yeah. there, so my buddy, Stephen Poulin, that passed away, my best friend that died. I've never seen anybody more fearless in my life and just reality that he just walked into a room. He didn't care what people thought. He would just shake your hand, slap your shoulder. What's going on? And that, that's it. And be yourself. Be a good person. Be professional. But be a good person and always be looking out for people and trying to help and, and just try mm -hmm. to keep a positive mental attitude with that. And it's going to take you places because the more people you know, the more opportunities you're going to create and the better off you're going to be when you're going out there giving mm -hmm. rather than going, it's all about me. You know, and I, I had that approach it a little bit in the beginning as I built the yeah. brand, like chirping a little bit more. I backed off that. Now my authentic self through experience, I learned that this isn't going to work. Be yourself, be humble towards it, be looking out for people and connect. You better be connected. I want to see that network go through the roof. I want to see your LinkedIn profile, professional, clean nice. cut, sharp, and it's going to take you places. Awesome. Perfect. That's solid. Right. Solid advice, man. Yeah. So do you have right. anything now that you want to say, anything you want to plug? Now is your chance. You know? Sure. The biggest thing, if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, if you're looking for any type of advice, I'm not going to sell you anything. Honestly, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on LinkedIn or Facebook. Feel free if you're if you're one of those people that you don't want to do it publicly, like where you want to comment, or if, if there's something you're struggling with in your life that you have a barrier that you're trying to overcome, or if you don't know if your parents are telling you one thing, come talk to me. I'm pretty transparent now. I'm not going to chirp your parents. I'm not going to say, "Oh, this is what it is." At the end of the day, it's your life. You live it, right? You're the one that has to walk through those eyes. Absolutely. I might have some perspective for you, and I could probably help you get through some of those moments. I've helped people with depression, with other things, and, and things like I even help people start companies. Like that's the biggest thing, right? If if that's what you want to see, there's ways to do it. And remember, at the end of the day, the winners in society, the people that are doing well are always going to be there to help you because they're winners. They're out there to help. They're not just, mm. it's all about me. It's like, no, they're out. So reach out. Don't be scared to reach out. What's the worst thing that can happen? Nice. I like that. For sure. Sweet, man. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's kind of what piece that together. And that'll be, uh, on the show. I uh, put up on Instagram that it'll be at six tonight, which I try to be men of my words best I can. So that's, uh, it's going to be at six. Perfect. um on youtube spotify wherever really you get your podcasts um yeah man no i really i cannot thank you enough for your uh awesome. time right now thank you thank you as well glennick i appreciate it and keep up the good work and, and things like this thank you. go go places just be out there man don't be just scared be you know you're, you're a fighter you come from that mm -hmm. background the martial arts gives you a sixth sense in the world just right. be yourself don't be scared to go out there and do your thing you know what i mean so that's nothing but respect but thank you for having me if you ever yeah, need absolutely. any help anything give me a call you know we're yeah. humans that's the yeah. way Definitely, man. No, I really, I especially even more appreciate that.